What's up, Internet? Welcome to Legacy Characters, a podcast where my dad and I hang out and talk about everything in pop culture. Comics, movies, television, music. We look how it used to be. We look how it is now. Everywhere in between. And now, without further ado, let's get generationally geeky. This is the Legacy Worthy Characters. I'm your host, as always, Carter John, joined by the one, the only, the OG, the original geek, Daddy O. Hey, hey, dude. What's happening, man? Not much, not much. Just kidding, absolutely everything. That's why (laughs) you're here today to talk about what went down at San Diego Comic-Con 2019, baby, because everything fucking happened. Everything is going on. Marvel Phase 4. Let's get into it, baby. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Yep. And that's what everybody was waiting for, you yep. know, because Endgame ended, you know, uh, uh, you know, a major phase. The Infinity Saga. And yeah. that's, I mean, a great way to start it off is like before we get into the MCU Phase 4 uh, announcements, they announced like the Infinity Saga logo. Like it's officially going to be a thing is these first you know 23 movies from iron man to far from home are going to be labeled something and it's right. going to be on it's the special gonna... edition fucking 4k oh, yeah, the group yeah it's going to be yeah they're going to box it up and i'm going to buy it yeah because that's how Cause that it'll works be, you know, yeah because you got to think now everything's generated all not off that run yep Pretty fucking much. You know, that um, run set everything up, and why wouldn't they make a gajillion dollars on, you know, do the Disney, well, the Disney way, vault it all, and every five or ten years, roll one out. No, they got the Disney Plus now, which we will get to that as well. <laughs> there is no vault, but even though that app should be called the Disney Vault, I will right. die on that fucking hill. And I, that, I 100% believe that, too. It made no... No, no fucking sense. Why? Yeah, because that's what they're doing. They're just pulling stuff out of the out of the Disney vault and letting everybody have access to it. Yeah. And it's always been called the Disney vault. Literally always. <laughs> that's what bothered me. Okay, but before we're going to tease you a little bit out there, people. Before we get too far into the MCU Phase 4, we are, I know, uh, I roll, going to talk DC first. Yeah, DC There's still little... exists, and <laughs> it just, uh, it seems like their uh, their medium more right now is TV. Yeah, and they knew they couldn't compete. No. No one could compete. No, you Fucking... don't come in, you know, after Marvel's already established, what, 15 movies? 23. Well, but at the time that uh, uh, Man of Steel came out, it was probably, what, 15 movies or so. Something like that. You know, you just don't fall that far behind and think that well, you're going to make make up that kind of that kind of gap in entertainment. No, not at all. But, like, specifically at this Comic-Con, as far as Hall H panels go, there's nothing Warner Brothers could have brought to the table aside from Batman footage, which they haven't started. Right. So they're like, let's there's not even no, compete. no flash yet. No. Let's just talk about putting it together. So before, like I said, before we get into the Phase 4 stuff, we are going to talk DC. And the biggest thing you did mention, TV. We have the DC TV 
crossover this year, Crisis on Infinite Earth. Right. They're fucking hyping this up. They're like, we're doing this shit. This is going to be dope on TV. And see, and that's the cool thing is that you're getting this this big amalgamation on the CW. Yeah. Like, and they're doing the Lord's work down there, dude. Like, yeah. Crisis and on Earth X. Been, you know, is, for since since Green Arrow. Yeah. Like, so you're looking what six years ago? Eight. So yeah, okay, we're yeah, at eight. Arrow's gonna end on oh, season that's right. eight, right? Yeah, because it was because I picked up Arrow at, at at season five, and there's been what two, th- three, three or four more seasons since then. Yeah. So yeah, and they've been carrying DC's load. Exactly. <laughs> so I mean, the big announcements were we knew the Crisis on Infinite Earths was coming, but Brandon Routh, the Adam himself, Ray Palmer, yep. will be pulling double duty and coming back as Superman, and not just fucking Superman. Kingdom Come Superman, the grizzled Superman. We're going to see the Kingdom Come universe as part of the multiverse. Mwah. Chef's kiss. What a brilliant idea. Brilliant execution. Yeah. It, it, it's what this show, these shows do best. Is like, right. This is deep cut. we've already gotten cuts. taste over the last, you know, say the last three years with yeah. the, the crossovers. I mean, bringing John Wesley shit back is the 90s yeah. flash. And just that wink, wink, like, you know. And if you know, you know. Yeah, it all, you know, we could make it all exist right here. And I, and we've already been through Flashpoint with this, so we know that it all exists exactly. in some way, somehow. In the multiverse. They've done such a good job with that. But another announcement they had, not only Brandon Routh coming back as Superman, Burt Ward's going to be in it. Yep. Oh my God! Like that's. <laughs> what are they gonna do though? All that's, kinds of shit, dude. Yeah. Like the, the the possibilities now are like, okay, they're going full bore. Right. Like, that's what kind of these announcements were for me. It was like, ah, they're gonna do the thing and they're gonna do it. And I know that they always put a level of fan service in there, and you're like, oh shit, they're they're going. Like, I fully expect to see, like, John Diggle as Green Lantern in this, like, that kind of shit now. Right. And it, you know, and it very could well be, and they've established that. Yeah. So, and then they're owning up to it. They're, they're not shortchanging themselves. Mm-mm. You know, some not of the, the you know, some of the past seasons of the, you know, all, all three or four of them that were yeah. counting legends uh, have had their struggles. They have, but the crossovers are all always great. been great. Yeah. Hands down. But um, so yeah, DC TV just absolutely killing it, moving it to the streaming front for the DC Universe, DC TV Universe. Yep. Boom! Say that ten times. We have the long-awaited sigh of relief for me personally. Renewal of Doom Patrol, right? Thank Which was a big God. question, dude, because of the whole uh, um, uh, merger. Yes. And the, you bring that up because that was the little piece of news not everybody's talking about right now is like Doom Patrol renewed for season two on DC Universe and HBO Max. You're like, oh shit. See, Our little Doom cool. Patrol show just got called up to the big leagues. Yeah. Like uh, they're putting it on the new HBO Warner Brothers app, like not just DC Universe. And you're like, that's pretty fucking cool. Yep. But I also don't have to subri- subscribe to another app to get my Doom Patrol. Right. Which is fine. But. Super excited to hear that, along yeah. with them renewing Young Justice for another season, bringing back season four. So happy to hear this because I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Young Justice is doing the best job across the board, and I love all these shows, of interpreting the entire DC universe. Right. Like, I'm talking deep cuts from Geoforce to Forager, dude. Like, these are... <laughs> and they're, they're going deep with DC. And doing a great job. And Static Shock and, like... Right. 
really bringing light to these underrepresented characters were at the same time telling the bigger stories that include, you know, Dark you know, Side you, and Superman and Lex Luthor. You Luther. know, you have to have and you use your your big hitters. Yeah, always. And and by doing that and spinning off and creating creating the you know these these uh, these pockets for these you know like you said sub characters yeah. CD characters, but still. You know the the, the 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 geek squad know they exist, mm-hmm. and it's cool for them. Yeah, because and then it's nice that this show can lean into that being on the DC Universe app, where you're like, you know, the audience coming to see this is uber nerds, right? And we've already gotten a taste of you know what they run on it, and yeah. they and they can be hardcore, dude. They it's can dark. they can run edge. Like yeah, dude, that's one thing that's been super <laughs> surprising, especially through this third season. Is like they're like, nah, this is for fucking adults. Like yeah, and you're like, all right, goddamn. You know, I've been we've been talking. I've been watching Swamp Thing. That's and it's all of these intense, shows intense, dude. DC Universe as an app has not released an original show that is all ages. No. Titans is for adults. Doom Patrol is for adults. Swamp Thing's for adults. Young Justice is for adults. And they released the trailer for the new Harley Quinn animated show. Yep. That led and opened with a fucking mature audience thing. Yeah. And she drops an F-bomb in like the first 30 seconds. And you're (laughs) like, I mean, I like this shit, but it's still such a bold strategy. Yeah, it's not for all ages. No, and where you have something like the MCU panel where they're like, Doctor Strange 2 is going to be super horror and Kevin Feige's like yeah 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 but it's still PG-13 like we're still right. Disney. Right. Yeah, we're not yeah, we're not jumping just, on the other side of the fence. Yeah, it's just an interesting, you know, kind of dichotomy between the two companies where it's like, no, nah, we're family yeah. fucking friendly and we lean into that shit versus nah, this is all for adults. Yeah, this is a, a adult age only. Yeah. So those are the kind of the big DC TV uh renewals and announcements along but with see, and, and, and it's cool if you know because we're into it yeah and it's just another another genre that we get to enjoy and uh this is great podcasting but one more thing i wanted to call out they did show some footage from titans season two uh, and i'm showing you this picture right now let me explain it for all the listeners uh we weren't at the panel obviously but there have been some leaked photos uh you get to see the og titans yep in the new trailer as well as Deathstroke, but I'm showing Dad here the new OG Titans where you get a great shot of Hawk Dove Robin, but specifically Aqualad. We have not seen Aqualad yet, and you get yeah, to see a little him. bit of fucking Wonder Girl shoulder. But uh, with that, we got a trailer for season two and the announcement that it will be dropping on September 6th. So not too long for Titans again. Right. Uh, Which was a, uh, I that. loved it. I really did, and hopefully we get and they Nightwing. That's exactly where it's leading, and that's what has me excited. But uh, that's kind of he's got no other place to go. Yeah, uh, that's he's kind already of, fucked Batman and burned his shit. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> but that's kind of the totality of the DC TV stuff we wanted to talk about. Um, some minor, you know, actual comic news that I'd like to get in. Uh, if you may not know, San Diego Comic Con also takes place. Uh, or holds the Eisner Awards, which are essentially the Oscars for right, comic the top, books. Yeah, the top top awards. Yeah, and uh, I wanted to call this out specifically because, once again, I've mentioned this several times on the podcast. One of my all-time favorite books won again for the second year in a row, Mr. Miracle, won for best, uh, what is it, Artist. limited series, but right. also 
Tom King back to back years has won for, for writer. best writer, and Mitch Garrett's just won again for best artist right. and inker. Uh, so, like, those are my two favorite yeah, guys. It. Yeah, for two years in a row for Mr. Miracle and Batman, which is a great series because you it, know I've I, I read the the limited. Yeah, it's edition. genre defining. Like, I, and yeah, for me, I've been saying it for over two and a half years now since this thing. I was like, dude, this, this yeah. book is something special. It's something yeah, special. This is cool. So it's great to see those guys recognize like they're my two favorites in the game yeah, right for now. Sure. Uh, there's anything they could put their names on, and I'll get it. With that came the announcement of Strange Adventures, their next 12-issue series that yep. got announced this morning, actually, where they're going to do Adam Strange. So that's, you know, kind of a we'll another one of those similar concept, yeah, cosmic C-level characters that right. they can take and reinvent and kind of put their King Garrods. Right. And also, they, you on. know, they, you you have the tie to Dark Side and Mr. Yeah, Miracle. And and specifically, and what and this is what I... Because fun fact, not to toot my own horn, but to exactly toot my own horn, uh, <laughs> I called this like uh, I, I've been saying since they've been teasing their project, and that they mentioned that there was a tease for it in both the end of Mister Miracle and issue six of Heroes in Crisis. I was like, he's wearing a Adam Strange T-shirt on the last page, and Adam Strange has a splash page in Heroes in Crisis. Right. Like it, they're so doing Adam there's Strange. Somebody, yeah, it's. And I called it because Tom King uh, w once wrote a book called The Omega Man, which is about uh, a team of space pirates in the DC universe, which was really critically regarded but not very successful commercially. Uh, right. And I was like, I bet you they do Adam Strange, and it ends up tying into The Omega Man. And it seems very likely that both of those things are fucking happening. Going to happen. Yeah. Which is cool, mm -hmm. you know. Like I said, my two favorite guys working in the game today, becoming, you know, Mitch Garrett's quickly becoming one of my top five favorite comic book artists right. of all time. Yep. Uh, and, but awesome to see those And guys. the great thing is, is like any other great artist, you know his work. Yes. And, but and, also, and right now, I kind of hold him at, uh, you know, for me, the same level as Sean Murphy. Yeah. Where, uh, where the art is just wonderful, whatever they do. Yes. Like, they have their name on it, I'm buying it. Right. Um, and both are using, you know, kind of modern techniques to push the comic book medium, specifically Mitch. Right. Using digital, you know, trickery and wizardry. But, but it also has still has that OG, you know, Jack classic Kirby. feel. Yeah. That's why it. Mr. Miracle is so special. He manages yeah. to balance his own lines so fine. Um, so that that was kind of our major comic book news. And without further ado... Let's, you know, kind of get started <laughs> with the MCU Phase 4 announcement panel, dude. So we got essentially all of Phase 4, which was more than I was expecting as a whole, to be honest with you. Uh, I thought they'd tease the stuff that we had already kind of heard and seen behind the scenes footage like Black Widow and Eternals. But they came out and just, you know, dropped news bombs uh, on some really dope shit. So, like I've already mentioned, they led with or finished the panel. We're going to go in kind of chronological release order or whatever I can remember. Uh, <laughs> but first up, we have Black Widow coming in, which is going to be a flashback movie. <laughs> Dude, you're, 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 um, 
Your <laughs> iPad is just uh, kicking your ass right now. It's yeah. pretty funny for those of you <laughs> listening at home. <laughs> Dad's trying to open up the Phase <laughs> Four notes I took. Yep. What do you think it is? I'm not going to give away my fucking passcode <laughs> on the internet. Uh, but, no, they're leading with Black Widow. We got confirmation right, that Taskmaster see. is the villain. And so, kind of the least exciting thing announced, but cool nonetheless that Natasha's finally getting her own movie. And it uh, looks to be from all yeah, the... Yeah, and, you know, and that's uh, that's why I ask you about that is, well, she's kind of dead. Yes. So where's... And that's where you... It's going to be a prequel. Yeah, it, they said it takes place uh, between Civil War and Infinity War when she's kind of on the run on the lamb. But no, it has right. me super excited. Like I said, Taskmaster, David Harbour's coming in as the Red Guardian, which is essentially the Soviet Union's Captain America. Right. Yep. And I've seen I've seen some uh, write ups or whatever yeah, about that, but could not be more excited about Taskmaster coming in. What a cool character, and a unique power set that'll bring some much needed uh, diversity to the MCU. Speaking of diversity, I think that is one of the main things uh, that we can take away from their Phase Four slate is the emphasis on diversity. Oh yeah, that's. Yeah, and if you look at the, you know the 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 main issues that they released, you got a lot of women. Yeah, that that's, are that are that are front and center. Yeah, that, which that, I think is cool as shit. That perfectly segues into something I never thought I'd see I ha- happen: a fucking Eternals movie starring Angelina Jolie, and seeing Angelina Jolie <laughs> come out. Uh, on stage at a Marvel <laughs> Comic-Con panel just blew me the fuck away, dude, to be honest with you. Um, other than that, I don't know jack shit about the Eternals other than Jack Kirby used it as his bootleg finish for the New God story he wanted to tell. That I do know. <laughs> um, but... That that's kind of our lineup for 2020. At least on the movie side, that's kind of what we. Ha- oh, sorry about that. Uh, we had to look forward to for 2020. Um, we still have one more thing coming in 2020 that is, I guess, for me the biggest solidifying announcement at a structural level for the MCU moving forward, and that's both the announcement of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yep. the miniseries, but the fact that. Kevin Feige and the MCU are treating the series like movies. The, right. He, the, 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 um, how, how do you say it? Uh, the, uh, see the, the word just popped out of my head yeah, about the, 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 how it conforms to what they've already established. There will be narrative through lines that, will that carry it, directly yeah. from these series into the movies. And right. That's kind of well, what, and and you knew as soon as they said that uh, you know Mackie and mm-hmm. and Sebastian were both playing back. their characters exactly. So you know you that kind of told you right there is like well there there's a direct line yeah, yeah. but I didn't know how much there were going right. to be tie-ins or like no nah, we're treating this like a fucking movie like it's going to actually progress the universe forward right and but that it's was just going to be in a series the confirmation we got along with. Uh, a tease of Baron Zemo coming back. Yep, he's supposed to be the bad guy. And that uh, Kevin Feige literally saying that on stage. Yep. Baron Zemo, and we get a little uh, snippet from Daniel Bruhl, the actor who plays him, 
of him putting on the original Baron Zemo Zemo sock mask, and you're like, let's fucking go. Yep. I'm already Because you already know he bailed, so he is on the loose. Well, no, no, he's he's in jail. Right. That don't mean jack shit in superheroes. No, (laughs) he'll get out somehow. So that has me really excited. This whole Disney Plus initiative has me excited. I enjoy the mini series, long form storytelling. I yeah. love binge watching shit. So well, this and is you can right get so, up my alley. So much of the story in that yeah. you're limited to say two, two and a half hours. Like imagine because they they said these are going to be movie quality, right? But like Daredevil levels of storytelling where we can flesh out the villains. For fucking well, five and, and, hours. Yeah, and go deep. Yeah, because and it goes back to, you know, what we've said. These series are produced just as well as the movies yeah, are. And, these, and, that's and the, you get 13 hours yeah, versus, of movie quality storytelling and characters as opposed two. to three hours. Yeah. In, exactly. Uh, you know, in a shot. That's kind of the most exciting thing is, as a whole. Right, uh, just is, more, and the, I guess the biggest point of distinction between this and you know the similar things they've done on Netflix in the past is this is actually Marvel Studios for the first time. This is Marvel Studios Kevin Feige proper uh, yes. making TV. This is not yep. Marvel Television, which no. is a completely separate division. I know business, blah blah blah, all the fun yeah. stuff, but like- that's what makes these unique and makes them more valuable to the MCU narrative as a whole. Right. And, and they can prog- progress it. Yeah. <clears throat> in the meantime, while they're doing these movies. Exactly. And because you, w- you already got cool characters, why let them go? No, 100%. Keep them busy. Yeah. And, you know, you made a hundred million dollars on these movies. Keep these people in their line. Yeah. And progress the universe with them. And, and it makes sense specifically where these two characters were left off in Endgame. Right. And, and so, yeah, your question is, is, you uh, and, You've already seen it, how you know the, the relationship, the tie to Cap, has brought these two guys together. For sure. And we got to see Mackie come out on stage with the shield, as well as seeing the new updated logo that includes the shield in the background. So it's going to directly right. deal with Mackie being Captain America. The fallout America. of what you know Cap did at the end of Endgame. Because he even teased, he's like, I've seen the costume. So teasing that right. Falcon, it, we're going to see the transition from Falcon to True Captain America, yeah, which along is with the Winter Soldier, so fucking cool. Um, so that was kind of the total announcement for 2020. Heading into 2021, we have kind of the biggest unknown, which is Shang Chi, the Master of Kung Fu. And in typical MCU fashion, they even managed to put branding behind a character you don't know by giving something you do. And th- right. what they did was this movie is now called. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So not only they're like, yeah, you don't know who Shang-Chi is, but remember Iron Man? Yeah. Here's all the shit. Remember the Mandarin? Yeah. We're doing that for real. Yep, they're carrying that line. They're doing what they did in Endgame by making one of their, you know, universally, I guess, what's the best word for it? Uh, Universally, not so much disliked, but least favorite of the MCU movies in Endgame's case, Dar- Thor the Dark World, which it retroactively makes more important. This is going to retroactively right. make Iron Man 3 more important. Which was, and we've all, we've said for a long, long time, it was the weakest. Yeah, it's my least favorite uh, MCU movie. Right. Um, has been for a long time. But this, you know, playing but it was, off the but, Mandarin you know, thing. But the Mandarin thing was really cool until they just messed it up at the end. Yeah. 
Exactly. I could have seen the Mandarin as a true super bad guy. Yeah. Uh, but seeing Shang-Chi, which is a really cool character, I've read him a bunch because he's, as you can imagine, pals around with Iron Fist quite often as they're right. both masters of kung fu. And it's always the, the, like, the joke of who's actually the best at Marvel kung fu right. artist. Uh, <laughs> so this has me excited. I love kung fu. Yeah. I love kung fu movies. I love the tie they're bringing in with the Ten Rings, the Mandarin. Uh, the guy that he's cast and announced yesterday seems really cool. I'm unfamiliar with him. But as a whole, this has me excited. Like, right. It was one of the it's ones. Another, you know, another character that has a tie. It, exactly. The only thing that chaps my ass is if we didn't get Iron Fist on Netflix, this would be an Iron Fist movie. Right. Yeah, this because is where you would jump him in, off. Playing into the mystical things and what they're doing with the Ten Rings is a perfect bridge to Kung Loon and the and mystic. All the yeah, all the uh, all the, and the you cool shit that Iron Fist brings. Bring, bring, make him Asian. I all I have been saying that. Like that's one thing I always yeah, said. Why is like, can't Danny Rand be? He yeah. needs to be because he's yeah. a problematic character as a white dude. He he's typical seventies like. It was, it was a different time, but he's a 70s white savior character where right. it's like, oh, that you taught me how to Luke do. Cage. Yeah, he's like, oh, you taught me how to do kung fu because I'm white. I'm better than you and automatically the best kung fu person, even right. though y'all have been doing it for thousands of years. Right, for millennials. It's, 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 it's that trope. So seeing this is like it's always going to slightly chap my ass right being such a huge iron it fist should fan. Be, yeah it, they should be moving and, on iron fist yes and it's not their fault uh, things happen the way they happen i got two right. two well, seasons of a tv show which yeah. is fine but you bet your ass for the two hours and 20 minutes of this movie i'm waiting for a rand easter egg and i was like you better backdoor him like right. backdoor get the him, mythology get him in there somewhere anything like that's something i want to see is shang chi team up with iron fist because those fucking comics are so awesome right those are two characters that work really well together often they're like kung fu corner and of... you know and my feeling with you know with with iron fist it's kind of that same feeling i got when you know ron reynolds played the green lantern you mm. know did that kill that line for so long yeah. that you're not going to get something cool from a cool character because what while. you did shit the bed? You know, well, that's, that's exactly my that's kind of my Reynolds. apprehension towards, you know, the way that they did the Defenders and yeah. did um, Iron Fist was, you know, did they kill it? They really? Can't. Did they, you know, Those did characters they do are that? too big, dude. And they're Daredevil so cool. And, and as a group, you know, they just... Yeah, they, it just has to be done right. It just right. petered out the end, unfortunately, for that Netflix universe. But <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to why I think Iron Fist is not off the table is how we're going to finish this podcast because the final announcement Kevin Feige made in the panel was the biggest fuck you to the Netflix universe ever. Right, and <laughs> that's good. Yeah, it's gone. It, it was great. It was a cool experiment that did not pay off. This is version two of that, and, where and, yeah, they're that's making what they these shows that are going to tie into the movie. And that brings me to the next show they announced, WandaVision, which, yeah. reading through the transcript of the panel, all they could say was, weird. Weird, weird, weird. This is fucking weird, and we can't <laughs> explain how Vision's coming back, and it's weird. Which makes me think it is going to be Tom King's Vision, where Wanda, because... Uh, Another comment Elizabeth Olsen said was she goes full Scarlet Witch in this show. 
and they and use see, the word Scarlet Witch, Witch repeatedly because they have not said that in the MCU. But what they're saying is, and the rumors are, and I think this is what I'm going with, is it's going to be an alternate universe that Scarlet Witch created out of the grief she's feeling for Vision, and it's going to be like a Leave it to Beaver sitcom. Oh, Pleasantville, right? Where like they're living this suburban life right. together with this family, very that much like Tom King's Vision series. Right. And you're like, this so is off. Could, yeah, so they could. And it turns out none of it's real. Right. And why I think that's going to happen, and it leads me to the next thing, which is my second most excited thing they announced, which is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. They said a. It's and... a, it's a straight horror movie that will feature a Doctor Strange villain Nightmare who does what you can imagine, feast on your nightmares, very much to Freddy Krueger. And they announced that Elizabeth Olsen is coming. And they didn't say anything about anything. They just said Elizabeth Olsen. She's coming. And who, yeah, who is Elizabeth Olsen? Yeah. Scarlet Witch is going to be in the (laughs) Doctor Strange movie. Right. Which would tie perfect. She's having a nightmare. It's gonna. The end of that oh, is gonna be like what a Scarlet Witch nightmare we would do. It's that's sort what, of like Xavier and his seizures. It's gonna blow up the multiverse, right. and Doctor Strange is gonna be like, "Yo, what'd you do? Let's go fuck <laughs> shit up now!" And you're like, "Yes, bitch, magic team." <laughs> so like it, that was the kind of shit that has me excited. That and hearing Scott Derrickson talk, the director of Doctor Strange, and coming back for the sequel is like this is gonna be the MCU's yeah. first horror movie. And you're like, good. Yeah. Like, dude, do Make the weird shit with Doctor Strange. Strange, yeah. Like, we got taste. Yeah, little here fucking and there. You go know, but full yeah. weird. You're, we're already past. We're already past the origin. Yep. And his, you know, his his um, his game in both Infinity and Endgame. Now let him jump off. I think he, and I think of all of the characters, pairing those two specifically, and having them. I guess Doctor Strange. What I'm trying to say is Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch have the most momentum, I'd say, coming out of right. Endgame and Infinity War. Like they benefited the most exactly. from the time they had. Like I think Doctor Strange and Infinity War got on a lot of people's radar that may have not seen that movie or you know saw right. it once. Well, you know he he played an integral part in setting it up. Yeah, exactly. He threw down. But then also, you know, play that that direct tie uh-huh. to the uh, end game. Well, yeah, essentially, the, he fucking was... says end game. Yeah, and then Scarlet Witch is the emotional crux right. of Infinity War, both her and Thor. Yeah. So seeing her hold that and, and th- as uh, and it'd be a great I've, team up. Oh, absolutely! And as someone I've said on this podcast and said for oh Jesus, seven year no, twenty twelve was the first Avengers, twenty fifteen. 2014 or 15. 15. 15 was the Age of Ultron. Right. I have loved, loved, loved the Scarlet Witch. Oh, yeah. Since she's, day one. Yeah. Dude, like, I love Elizabeth I just Olsen. wish, you know, her brother was still around because yeah. I thought he was super fucking cool, too. Yeah, he's fine. But that, she was but he's the not, fucking he's star. Not the he's not the Flash. No. <laughs> Fuck Quicksilver. <laughs> uh, so those are those two leading into the next Disney Plus series. We have Loki. Yep. Which was confirmed. We knew this one was coming. This has been confirmed for a and long Tom. time with Tom Hiddleston, but it was confirmed in the panel that this is the end game Loki. Right. Meaning that the Loki we saw dip out with the Tesseract in the alternate timeline yep. is it's going on adventures. Yeah. So basically, this is still evil Loki. Right. Like 
So this is the because he got out before the the snap. Uh huh. And or which everything uh, uh, before yeah, which Dark I, World or Ragnarok. Yeah. This is Avengers Loki. Right. Like this is bottom of the barrel, lowest of his lows. Loki wants to just rule. Yeah. Hates everything. Yeah. So I think that's going to be really interesting. Yeah. Um, fun. And it's going to carry. It'll carry. You know, a story someplace oh, to tie yeah. into something. Everybody loves Loki. I'm not the. I'm not as big on Loki as the rest of the world, but. I'm excited yeah, for it. He's a good antagonist no, for, like, for Thor. I, I exactly like I like him, but I'm ne- I'm not so much a villain guy like most other people are. I like right. the heroes, right? Uh, so that's kind of Loki, kind of my least excited one, if I'm being honest. Uh, but moving forward, another Disney Plus series, dude. They fucking brought the fucking wood with these Disney Plus right yeah. here. Marvel, what if? <laughs> This is the nerdiest shit I've ever heard. Uh, A, they're bringing back all the voice talent, because this is an animated show, from the MCU to reprise their roles in what-if scenarios. So of all these different characters. Exactly. One what if? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if this happened, then what if this would happen? That's, uh, boom. Like, I, 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 I've had multiple people since they first announced this a couple weeks ago. Ask me what is Marvel? What if? And you're like, well, it's like, what if? What if <laughs> this happened? Then what if that happened? What if Peggy Carter was Captain America? What if Thanos was good? Right. What if Loki was Thor? And think like, about all the twists that would come out of it. That's exactly what it is. It's just a fun, you know, right? Weird and it's scenario. animated, so they can pump them out. And it, but they're using the original voice talent. Right. Like they, uh, they showed a graphic of all the voices that'd be coming back. It was like Michael B. Jordan, Chadwick Boseman, fucking Josh Brolin is right, Thanos. All like of them. Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, like all well, of them and coming that's, back. You know, and that's what I said is that even though you had a phase ending with all of these established and beloved characters by now. Yeah. You know, why? Why wouldn't you shift them over into other genres where you still have that hook yep. of who they are but you're telling cool ass stories now yeah it, both that and you know like we mentioned like we were talking the black widow movie which seems to be setting up the next generation of heroes right both that and the show we're about to talk about hawkeye that yep. was announced seemed to be doing that yeah where see you know hawkeye was announced with jeremy renner another live action series but the big draw was Kate Bishop's coming, who is the second Hawkeye. It's one of Marvel's few attempts at the DC Legacy character. Right. And she's super fucking popular. Uh, So that's cool because, you know, yeah, Hawkeye was, you know, Hawkeye, but he was, yeah, he was just another character. Exactly. Hawkeye has always been a cool part of the Avengers. I personally like the ultimate Hawkeye better, but this show and this idea and bringing in Kate Bishop is based on a series by Matt Fraction and David Aha called Hawkeye, which they stole the exact logo from for this show. <laughs> like this is what everyone points to as the defining Hawkeye. Right. Everyone loves this book. I have yet to they, jump on it. Yeah. I know everybody knows this one. Yes. I it's on my list. I've heard it over and over and over and over again. I gotta read this book. I gotta read this book. Which I have to, and it's a slap on the back of my hand because 
people talk about this book the way they talk about the Immortal Iron Fist run, which oh. was the exact same team redefining Iron mm-hmm. Fist, right. you know, roughly ten years ago, and then they did it again with Hawkeye. So I know I need to get on this. So yeah, that but that sounds like it'd be really cool. It, and it's these two. Hawkeye and Kate Bishop living in a one-bedroom apartment fighting drug dealers, and te- and he's teaching her how to be a superhero, and she becomes Hawkeye on the Young Avengers, which I think, do- like I think that's where they're heading. And see that because they're you know they're establishing the Young Avengers, and why Slowly, not? Like you're gonna have a new Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, you got a new Hawkeye. You know, just like the Titans. It, it's essentially, you know, bringing bringing new characters into the team. This is this <laughs> this phase and where they're heading seems to be towards the Young Avengers and towards the Legacy Hero route, which right. is a completely DC concept that has made that universe uh, unique yeah. for a while. Well, they've always yeah, DC. That's what DC's known for. Exactly. Is, is you know. You say legacy, I say you know you're carrying on with the sidekick. Well, no, it's it's a legacy That's, character. Yeah. What like the Flash? Yep. It's textbook definition is a legacy character. Like multiple people have been the Flash, depending on what period of time it is. Right. Like a- it's as a established by a time. It's a mantle that gets passed down. Yep. Which is just a tad more frustrating to me as we. I hate comparing the two, but I love Marvel. But seeing Marvel have to now co-op. DC's biggest selling point Which is to legacy. a universe is that it moves forward in time. Right. That's why they have to reboot Justice League in DC ever so often because it moves forward in time. Right. You Where, have a new legacy that that you can rebirth. Like Robin becomes Nightwing. Wing. There's a new Robin. Right. He becomes Red Robin. Nightwing becomes Batman. Right. Robin becomes Nightwing, like it's a cycle. Like Kid yep. Flash becomes Flash, Green Lantern, be- yep. like it's it's a everything moves forward and it's unique to the DC it's, universe. Yeah, it's not just staying with a character and just telling stories with yeah. that character. Like, f- for most part, aside from you know some time with Rhodey, Tony Stark's always been Iron Man, right? Like Peter yeah. Parker has always been Spider Man. Yep. Whereas you know you see Marvel starting to adapt with. Miles or Kate Bishop or right the younger generation coming in that legacy character idea exactly so which Marvel's not known for it's no it's super exciting to see these characters because they it's something Marvel's been going towards in the comic books the last ten years with Kamala Khan and the Young Avengers and everything but it's also frustrating because you're like goddamn DC if you could you could have just gotten your shit together and did what Marvel did. We could be on oh, fucking Nightwing right now, yeah, and it uh, and beyond. We could be on, you know, version three Nightwing, all that shit. But this Hawkeye show, long, long-winded way of saying, I'm excited for the concept. I need to read the book, but everything I've heard has me excited for both the show and the story they're telling. Right. I love bows and arrows. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so oh, that kind of yeah. action Archers is right up my alley. Fucking cool. Um, Heading into the last two announcements for Phase 4, and my most excited announcement, we had something that leaked a few days that Taika Waititi is coming back for Thor 4. But this, we had the announcement and the big mic drop moment 
for me personally, I know the world, the next, the final thing we'll talk about is the mic drop moment that just killed the internet. But we had Thor Love and Thunder where he's coming back for Thor 4. We had Chris Hemsworth come out on stage. We had uh, fucking... You have the, the crew coming back. Tessa Thompson coming back as from, Valkyrie. you know, Thor 1 and Thor 2. No, this is... Those were... Those two were from Ragnarok. It's like you had uh, Waititi uh, right, and from, Valkyrie coming in from Ragnarok where it's then, like this new Thor... We're moving forward. It's just more of Ragnarok. And right. that in itself, along with the, the what may be the coolest logo... For a movie, yeah, ever it look it, yeah it's really cool had me looking. excited enough, and then Taika Waititi announced and brings Natalie Portman on stage yep. and says we're doing Jane Foster Thor, and you're like holy shit yeah so that ties you back to the, the original, original Thors Thor. and bringing and and the new Thor yes. characters, and so yeah that's what I thought was so fucking cool is yeah. that they're they're. Thor, and it's just like you said, Thor's moving forward, but he still has that tie, yeah. that love interest. And there's where the love yeah. comes from, is that Natalie he still Porter. has, and always been, because every movie he's been in since Thor 1, Jane has always been brought up in some way or another. Yep. And that's, Especially with him and Tony and Pepper. And with kind of this Jane Foster Thor saga playing out the way it did in comic books, where it's regarded as now... Jason Aaron's Thor run over the last 10 years is regarded as the best Thor hands down ever. Right. Like the whole God Butcher saga through the mighty Thor and Jane Foster and now the death of Jane Foster and the unworthy Thor becoming King Thor. Like it, it's exciting to see both with Hawkeye and this direct adaptation and interpretations of both recent stories and these stories in general, like right. it's what the MCU continues to do is lean on the source material heavily and well, embrace and it. And it's so easy because of how they've established it. Yeah. And that's right. that's the bottom line. And we've talked about it many, many times about the base that they established. Mm -hmm. And so they can end one thing or switch directions, but you've always going to have those characters that and like I've already said, that are beloved. Yeah. And it's not only the characters themselves, but the people that play those characters that are beloved. And seeing that transition to like something we have beloved for, like Chris Hemsworth Thor, pass it on to something we have an attachment to, which is Natalie Portman's Port Jane Foster. Like exactly, they've they've done the legwork at every turn. The MCU continues to do the legwork that makes all this shit pay off in special, unique ways. Right, and, and you continue the draw exactly, like the everybody. Ten Rings thing with fucking Shang Chi. Yeah. Bringing Jane Foster back, they're like, do everything we've done or ever said matters, and like. Now, now seeing how far from home played out with Spider Man, yeah, where they exactly. brought back Barf and Peter. Billingsley from Iron Man One. Right. All the all the geeks that played with Iron Man throughout now, yeah. you know, are direct ties to Spider Man. And you're like they pay attention. Yeah. They put in the legwork to make this shit pay off. And do I believe they had this plan fifteen years ago? No. But they've made it work well, but, well enough. But the thing about it is is that the ride they got on, which you can't I, I don't I don't I don't buy that they had this this 22 movie no. plan um but as they've gone along they've learned each time that 
we create the good character. We have a good character to create. Yeah. And we keep it all tied together. Yes, and we can pick and, and choose. And you can do whatever you want to whenever you get to the end because you can still have all of these characters, but you move forward with yeah. them. And once again, here's another legacy character that we're talking about, him passing the hammer over to Jane Fox. And you're like, Damn. yeah. But so cool. My f- favorite excitement, like, this, yep. this had just, me through the roof. Taika Waititi is my f- one of my top five favorite directors working right now. Right. That dude puts out a YouTube video. I watch it. Like he, exactly. Yeah. And and he's you know he's already proven that he makes a great Thor. Yeah. Like I. Uh, and that's you know. As soon as we're done recording, I'm turning on Ragnarok. I right. wanted to watch that today. Uh, so heading into our final announcement, I'm gonna do it just like Feige did. He's like, that's all we got today. That's it. No time. We're out of time. Can't talk about Captain Marvel 2 or Guardians of the Galaxy 3 or Black Panther 2 or X-Men or Fantastic Four. He's like, but we wanted a one more surprise. He brings out Marshala Ali. Fucking yeah. Blade, dude. They're making a Blade movie with two-time Academy Award winner Marshala oh, Ali. Really? And the yeah. world's biggest fuck you to the Netflix universe yep. because he was definitely caught mouth in Luke Cage. Oh, yes, he was. <laughs> that shit yep. does not matter anymore. Yeah, Hard for stop. two seasons, he was caught in mouth. Yes, so, no. He d- doesn't matter, but what a cool fucking yep. surprise, dude. Oh, what yeah. He's a great character cool. to come back. Like, And I can't wow. wait, yeah, because I, I, like I like the Blade series. Oh, I you fucking know? love the, them. Especially the first two. They're so good. Yeah. The, like, they are... Of their time, but yeah. they are so fucking good. Yeah. But MCU, it's going to be better. It's fucking Marshall Ali. Like, right. all of this. Boom. It was the perfect mic drop on the world. On yeah. Twitter, exploded. It was fantastic. And it goes back to, you know, what you and I were talking about, um, why DC did what they did. Yeah. You can't compete with what bombs. No. Marvel the, the draw. momentum they have yeah. right yeah. now, dude. It you, was just bomb after bomb, and you just, you know, why step up there and try? And this is even cooler. Also happened yesterday, not Comic Con related, but on the day they announced Phase Four, it passes Avatar to become the number yep. one grossing movie of, of all, all time. time. Yep, like boom, it just goes to cement how much Kevin Feige and the MCU fucking own own pop culture right now. Yep, hard stop. From from you know from start to finish yes, like and to see what the future has in store for all these universes DC TV MCU and the comic books it was exciting it was fucking awesome it was a great Comic Con I need to go one of these years I swear to fucking God we will you know but we got other trips that I know it's and, so... and that's what I ask yeah for because we um we thought about it this year but it's like well kind of a late start we were. Yeah. Your mother and I were planning on going to Europe, yeah, so put the kill boss on. Anything, and then maybe. you know we started talking about you know next year, but we also it's either that I'm or going to Galaxy's we're gonna, Edge. We're I'm, going to you know we're going to Florida, Florida. yeah next year. So it was kind of one or the other. 2021 a year, baby. <laughs> Coming for you, but no, I, I love love this shit so much. It's fucking nerd Christmas, man. Yeah, it's great to talk. <laughs> and about the thing it. about it is, we got some cool ones that pacify us throughout the year that oh, we can yeah. go to yeah yeah, yeah. but you know, i'm talking we'll, as far as news oh as far just the big shit nerd yeah. bona fide glorious yeah nobody like, nothing else gets announced like no. it does at oh, san diego no. it's it's 
fucking yeah, the OG. It's the Mecca, and that was Phase Four. That was Crisis on Infinite Earths. That was what went down at Comic Con nineteen. So cool, dude. All right, Internet people, what did y'all think about Comic Con? Hit us up online, legacycharacters.com or Legacy Characters across all your various social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, fucking iTunes. And if you do not mind, please rate, review, and subscribe. Helps us out. Helps more people find the freaking podcast, which is just great because more people is awesome. Right. Okay. And until next time, everybody, go out and make your legacy. You characters. Mm-hmm.